Welcome back to a new season of Fisher Link, a podcast presented by Fisher Inc. Magazine for the Fisher College business to highlight stories in and around Ohio State that you may not have heard about. I'm Grant Powelson, the former vice president of podcasts for Fisher Inc. The time has come for me to hand off the metaphorical torch, and it is my pleasure to now introduce Andrew Shihada, the new vice president of podcasts. I'm Andrew Shahada, and I'm excited to announce that I will serve as the Vice President of Podcast for Fisher Inc. this year. This is my second year with Fisher Inc., and I'm a second year finance major from Cincinnati, Ohio. Today, we'll be speaking with our guest, Michael Mitnick, who runs at that golf grind on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. You'll find an endless supply of golf tips, tricks, and jokes on his pages. Thanks for joining me today, Michael. Can you tell us what year you are, where you're from, and what you're studying? Thanks for having me uh, on today. Um, I'm Michael. I'm from New Jersey, southern part of New Jersey, and I'm a second year finance major at Fisher. I'm actually a transfer student, so technically this is my first year actually on campus at OSU. Yeah, so how are you liking it so far here? I like it a lot. Yeah, it's definitely a big change for my other school. I went to a smaller school in Virginia, but uh, I like it a lot, um, and I'm enjoying myself for sure. All right, so let's move on to your um, golf page that you run. So what gave you the idea to start that golf grind? So back in 2018, uh, my best friend and I, there was a big snowstorm in New Jersey um, beginning of January, and we obviously couldn't go play golf outside. So we went down to my basement, started doing some golf trick shots, and we're filming them just for fun. And we thought it was a good idea to make a page on Instagram and start posting them. So after a little bit, they started to gain some traction. We got reposted by SportsCenter and some big accounts and got some exposure. And then we got reached out to by the Steve Harvey show. um, And they wanted us to come out on the show. So we actually flew out to LA, um, went on the Steve Harvey show, met Steve Harvey. It was a really cool experience uh, in 2018. And then... After that, some of our clips started to go viral more, and then it started to die off a little bit. Um, We were just kind of focusing on school. High school was kind of getting busy at that time. But then uh, at the start of COVID uh, in 2020, I thought it was a good opportunity to bring the account back. And at this point, it was just me. Uh, My friend wasn't necessarily interested interested in it um, anymore. So I brought the account back. And at this point, I only had an Instagram page and I saw TikTok as a cool opportunity to expand and and grow my page. Um, So I started reposting some trick shots on TikTok. They were doing okay, but then I saw an opportunity to kind of go into golf instruction. Um, So I I started making instructional videos, posted it on TikTok and they started doing really well, going viral. And now on TikTok, I believe I'm like 190,000 followers and on Instagram, uh, close to 30,000. So it's been a pretty cool road to get here and I'm just excited to keep it going. Yeah, that's an incredible journey. And it's really interesting that like being forced inside for something was actually what, you know, really like helped you two different times to um, like go forward with your ideas and stuff. Um, And like, do you think TikTok is like the main thing that like brought it back compared to Instagram? Yeah, so TikTok for sure kind of boosted it up 
uh, a ton just because with TikTok, unlike other social media platforms, you get a ton of organic reach. So every piece of content that's posted on there, it doesn't really matter how many followers you have. It has the potential to reach hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. So um, I saw like a really good opportunity with that and people uh, caught a liking to my um, instructional videos. And through TikTok, I've been able to grow uh, my Instagram audience as well, kind of shifting my Instagram over to instructional videos. And I've noticed that on my TikTok, I am appealing to a much younger audience. Uh, I think mostly from 15 to 25 years old. And on my Instagram, it's a little different. I think the majority of my audience is 25 to 40 years old. So it's kind of like diversified in an interesting way, just uh, based on kind of uh, generations and who has what kind of social media. Yeah. So you post like different types of videos on each platform, right? Yeah. So um, both are instructional videos, a slightly different format. They're, they're very similar and a lot of the same tips on each platform, but it's not getting shown to the same audience because on TikTok it's a lot younger and on Instagram um, people are older. So people aren't really getting duplicated content, um, but it's definitely all um, instructional video. And on my TikTok, I do throw in some golf humor, um, skits, stuff like that. And so speaking of like a younger audience, how long have you been playing golf and who taught you the skills that you utilize now? So I've been playing golf ever since I was really little. Um, when I was super young, probably like three, four, five years old, my grandfather took me out to the driving range and I'd always been involved with golf growing up. I played every sport under the sun pretty much. I was, I was big into baseball and was playing on the travel baseball team up until about end of seventh grade. And then at that point, I really wasn't feeling baseball too much anymore. And I knew I'd like golf my whole life. So I took up golf. Um, after seventh grade, so played competitively in uh, national tournaments, was getting recruited to some colleges. Um, I don't play here at Ohio State, but I'm on the club team, which I'm happy about. It's kind of like a mix of casual and competitive golf. Yeah, that's great. So do you think, does like your team, like what do they think of your content? Like do they uh, follow you too? Yeah, it was funny because I, I met some of the guys on the team and um one person in particular is like i he he i told him about my account and he went on he had already followed me so it's pretty cool that you know if people are on the golf side of tiktok more more likely than not they have seen uh, my videos and you know to make these videos you know growing up playing competitively i'd, I'd work with a number of uh pro professional pga golfers um in like the northeast area some um, very good instructors. So I kind of use the knowledge that I've learned over the years to pass it on to my audience. Like I'm not a PGA professional, but I can give a unique insight for people who are just getting into golf or are really into golf. Um, more relatable content also, because sometimes people go to a PGA professional and they talk with all this uh, crazy jargon and um, stuff that it's hard for them, people to grasp and understand. So I try to provide a unique and relatable way to for people to understand and how to get better at golf. Yeah, it's definitely important to like be able to make something approachable, even if it's a high level skill and like to take the content you've learned 
and just like really filter it down and blend like from all your different instructors. It gives you like a unique set of information to share with people. For sure. Um, so the next question is, what's your favorite golf course? And then how often do you play golf? So the favorite, my favorite golf course that I've played uh, would probably be TPC Scottsdale, which is out in Arizona. Um, they had like a PGA Tour event there. So it was pretty cool to play a course that the pros were playing. And as far as how often I play, um, so back home, like over the summer, I caddy at a golf course, which um, is like a really nice golf course in New Jersey. And I play, we're allowed to play every Tuesday, but I'm also belong to like a different club over there. And honestly, I try to get out and play as much as I can. I'm kind of surrounded by golf um, at all times, you know, with the social media and then in the summer working. Um, so surrounded by golf and I just can't get enough of it. And honestly, just play as much as I can. And even here at school, I go over to the OSU course to the range and, you know, hit balls whenever I'm not doing anything. Yeah. So like, what do you do in the winter to create content while it's not as easy to play golf? Yeah. So that's actually an interesting question because I've kind of been thinking of how I'm going to go about that as well. But what I found is uh, here in the Columbus area, there there's like two ranges golf ranges in the area that have covered and heated hitting bays so um in the winter you can still go and hit balls which honestly is a lifesaver for me because i probably can't get out to a course when it's 20 degrees outside where i could go somewhere that's heated and then still feel uh film instructional content for people so i'm definitely going to utilize those resources and also i know um here Ohio State, the RPAC, they have like a putting green and also some hitting bays as well. It's also interesting if you're making a video in the cold, you could also talk about like some physics of how that, how the temperature affects like the stiffness of your golf club or like how the ball is going to travel if the air is colder. Because if you want to like research that too, that'd be a great way to like express that. For sure. Yeah. Like a how to play golf in the cold kind of video. That's a great idea, actually. Yeah. Um, so just speaking of like coming up with new ideas, what motivates you to produce new content and what challenges do you face when coming up with new ideas? Um, so as far as what motivates me, um, I've been posting instructional content, probably it's fairly recent. I would say, honestly, the beginning of summer. So probably June, I started posting instructional content and what really keeps me going and gets me excited about doing this is that like getting messages from uh, fans and people that watch my videos and seeing how it actually is benefiting their game. And it really, it makes me feel really good that I'm actually producing content that is educating people and helping them out at the same time. As far as coming up with new ideas, uh, it definitely is getting a little tough, especially when, um, there's only so many, you know, golf tips out in the world, but there's ways I can, you know, kind of modify them or, you know, talk about it in a different way. So I kind of um, shift the way I talk about certain things, but, you know, brainstorming ideas definitely is tough. I definitely utilize, um, you know, online resources because, um, you know, golf tips aren't necessarily like a unique tip. Uh, a unique way of thinking about it uh, they kind of just exist but it's just a matter of giving people an easy way 
to get these tips rather than having them go find it? Yeah, for sure. Um, so the next question kind of touched on this a little previously about the fan interaction. How do you try and like communicate with your fans? And I think I saw something where you'll personalize a swing tip for someone. Like, how does that work? Yeah, so um, the way I interact with my fans, like I get a lot of direct messages from people, um, whether they have a question or a lot of people have been uh, sending me videos of their swing and asking me to help them. So with that, a brand actually reached out to me and um, I have this platform where I can, people can upload their swing uh, to this cloud and I and just pay a small fee, have me um, review their swing, re replying with, to them with a personalized video, uh, one or two minute video, just kind of giving them tips, helping them out. So that's definitely like a more personal aspect uh, of my platform rather than, you know, just replying to a comment on one of my videos. So I try to definitely respond to as many people as possible uh, through my direct messages. But, you know, through that outlet, I've been able to monetize that aspect. Yeah. And then when did you determine that you were running a business instead of just an Instagram page or a TikTok page? So I, I think the point that I realized like this potentially could bring in money. Um, the first thing that happened is I did a commercial. So back in, I think it was February, I got an email from someone they wanted me to be in a commercial for a, a large sports and outdoors company um, in the South. So I, I flew out to Texas and did a commercial with them. And, you know, that comes with some uh, compensation as well. But since then, I started to realize, you know, wow, like they asked me to do this and they're, they're paying me some money for it. And then since then, brands have reached out to me. I, I have yet to send an email to anyone, a brand, um, to see like if they would want to work with me. They've been reaching out to me and really just sending me their product and then uh, compensating me for, you know, doing a post with them. So, you know, really the monetization aspect of it has really happened probably in the last month, month, and a half to two months. Um, so I'm, I'm just starting to see how, you know, it is really possible to make some money off of social media, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it definitely sounds like you deserve it because, you know, you put in so much work. I can see just by the number of videos you have that you're really dedicated and I'm glad that you're able to get some compensation back for all that time you put in. And uh, sure. speaking, of, speaking of that, do you have any tips for people who are looking to start an online business or like social media brand? Yeah, so, you know, the first year we started this account, yeah, we did have some initial success with some reposts, kind of getting lucky in that nature, but it's really just about persistence. And yeah, like if you start an account, like you might only have, you know, 500 followers in the first six to eight months, but it's really just about the consistency of what you're posting and just not worrying about what anyone else is saying or and, and just staying true to yourself and producing content that you enjoy and you think would find help uh think other people would find helpful as well so it's really just about persistence and 
then you'll start seeing the returns in the future. But just being consistent is for sure a main component. Yeah, because I know it's tough for me, like when I'm following an account, if I like see that I'm following them and they haven't posted in a few months, I may choose to unfollow them at that point. So it's really important to like make sure that you just keep posting consistently and um, like make people like continuously excited about your content. Um, so the next question is, how do the skills you develop from managing your page translate to other parts of your life? So through managing that golf grind, especially recently, you know, with interacting with other brands, um, I've, I've really learned, it's really helped me uh, perfect my organizational skills and communication skills. You know, when you're dealing with um, brands that are well established in the market and a lot of people know about them, you want to make sure you project that brand in a good light and just interacting with the employees of those companies, whether it be emails or hopping on phone calls with them. It's just kind of really building my professional skills to whatever I want to end up doing uh, in the future. So I just kind of think by experiencing this and being fortunate enough to have this platform, it's definitely built up my uh, professional skills for sure. Yeah, I can definitely imagine, you know, how how much it takes to just be speaking to all these different brands and everything. And it must have been nervous. Like, you must have been nervous the first time that you were speaking to someone just because it's, you know, probably like kind of intimidating, right? Yeah, I mean, the first time I hopped on a call with a brand, it was definitely a little nerve wracking. But then I remembered, like, they were the people who reached out to me. So they really want to work with me. So then it kind of get, uh, gave me the position of, you know, uh, being in the driver's seat and just having the confidence to talk about myself and my platform. So it's definitely a different situation when brands reach out to you uh, rather than reaching out to them because, you know, they're the people that want to work with you. Yeah, and I guess you've definitely, you know, improved your negotiation skills too just because you want to make sure that you're getting a good end of the deal and they're getting good representation so it's like great practice like going forward uh like in your career later on for sure um so speaking of the future where do you see your brand in five years so you know in the past year really um i've really only had the tiktok page for a year and i'm almost at 200,000 followers you know tiktok's interesting where you could just post one thing and then gain 50,000 followers. But, you know, the next five years, I kind of see myself expanding and growing even more. You know, right now I'm on a, a constant upward trend of, you know, engagement and followers. And I definitely want to transfer my platform over to my YouTube channel, where I think now I think I have like a 1000 subscribers, but, you know, YouTube is a different animal and definitely requires a lot more time work and consistency like i mentioned before just because you're going out filming a video instead of it being a 15 second video it's a 5 to 15 minute video so with youtube it's definitely takes consistency but i am starting to film videos now for my youtube channel and honestly in the next few weeks months i i really want to grind on the youtube thing kind of see how that goes and um, hopefully, you know, in five years from now, in an ideal, perfect world, I could be doing this full time, playing golf, spreading the game, growing the game, 
and just providing valuable information to other people who love golf. Yeah, YouTube's definitely a great way to establish yourself more like for the long term. It's just a lot more stable of a platform. And I hope that you have good success on YouTube to kind of just have a more um, robust career and like more income and everything that way. So I, I wish you the best of luck with that. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us today, Michael. Um, it was really great hearing about your story and how you've developed over the years and all the like day-to-day -day that goes into running your uh, page at That Golf Grind on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Make sure to check them out. Um, so thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank you. I appreciate having me on, Andrew. And, you know, good luck with the podcast. It was definitely fun being on a podcast. It was my first podcast ever, so I definitely enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to doing more. Yeah, I'm sure you'll have more opportunities in the future. And uh, have a great day, man. Thanks, you too. And that's it for this episode of Fisher Link. Fisher Link is presented by Fisher Inc., the student-run magazine for the Fisher College of Business. I'm Andrew Shahada, the Vice President of Podcast for Fisher Inc., and I'd like to thank Charlotte Geary, the President of Fisher Inc., for making this podcast possible. If you enjoyed listening, please leave a review, check out our past episodes, and be sure to follow us on Instagram, at Fisher Inc. Mag, for updates on future episodes. Fisher Link is available on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and on go.osu.edu slash Fisher Inc., where you can stay informed on all things Fisher. Thanks so much for listening and go Bucks.